And surprise, hello everybody. It is once again time for Joy in Java, biblical conversations to fuel your faith. I'm Pastor Brian here with Pastor Kristen. And today we are in the book of John once again. We're wrapping up the 15th chapter. And what a way to wrap up this chapter, Kristen. But before we dive in, before we talk about the things of the Lord and Jesus' teaching here, let's talk about what's been going on. How you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And I'm pretty excited about the uh, little play-along game that we've got set up here for our <laughs> listeners as, as they listen to this podcast. Uh, Brian and I have both been coughing. And oh uh, we were saying that, you know, maybe we should date stamp timestamp who coughed when and then you guys could play along you know try to see you know whose cough is it kind of thing right what what kind of reward is there a reward associated with this oh man it seems like there should be a prize isn't it absolutely a box of kleenex is autographed by whoever coughs more i'm in i'll autograph a box of kleenex (laughs) and you'll and then you know what we've got night of worship coming up this sunday yeah yeah I'll bring a fresh box, unopened box of Kleenex. You and I will both put our Jan, John Hancocks on it, and we will we will see who emails us or calls us or texts us or right. Facebooks us and set and counts the number of coughs. So no right. more muting, Kristen. Okay, for those. No, 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 no. I, that was not part of the deal. Was that nobody wants to hear that? If I can manage oh, okay. to mute it, you know. You don't think so? We, I think I, I don't mute when I can. I think, you know. Well then, why'd we mention the game? Well, because we're not going to get all the. Are you? I don't have that much You're control. Right. Do you have okay, that much okay. control? It, Probably it just, not. It just adds a little level of complexity to the game. Okay. You know? Okay. Fair I, enough. So, so we're going to try to be polite, I guess. We're going to try to mute our microphones if we know a cough is coming. Um, but one might sneak through, and anybody who guess who can tell us the exact number, that means we got to keep track, too, Kristen. No, I don't. And, I, do you think anyone's actually going to play, Brian? I really don't I think I think so. we have a few hardcore listeners. I can think of two ladies right now who might do this and take us up on this offer. Uh, so, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyways, <laughs> and I've got some relatives who just might do it just for the sake of seeing well, if they'll true. actually follow through. So That's true. Anyways, yeah, so we're both kind of coughing, recovering from colds, going through colds, but it, it has been a good week all the way around. Uh, have you been enjoying the warmer weather? Oh, I love it. We oh. uh, went to Rochester, hang out with our daughter and our future son-in-law, and on Saturday night, we were after dark, we were sitting on a building uh, in downtown Rochester overlooking their waterfalls in the middle of Rochester oh, downtown. Wow pretty wild and we're sitting on top of a building watching the sunset in november i was like what it's going on like this it a beautiful beautiful my kids have been coming home from school and changing immediately into shorts to play oh, outside in. Man. so today was a little bit of a rude awakening in the morning although oh, it's yeah. been chilly in the morning a little bit here um the last few yeah. days but after this week it's all gonna be in the 40s so we're in the 60s well, upper 60s this week Last week we were kind of hitting seventy, and so now yeah. we're now we're gonna in the sixties, and then, ooh, it's gonna dip down by twenty degrees, and we'll feel it. So time it, to start it, a fire again. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited about fire season? You guys are a great fireplace. Uh, I'm I'm excited. You know, I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's cough number one. I love uh, 
having the fire going. It's a lot of work to stock up on firewood, though. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So I've got a big pile of wood. Uh, my family, I guess I'll share this. Um, Sunday after church is a beautiful day. Uh, we have not been good at stocking up on wood, getting uh, wood from Devin's folks, a farm. And so we decided Sunday it was beautiful. We had a few hours after church. Let's go. Let's go out. So we went to the farm. I got to drive the gator around um, and uh, we took that back through the woods and there's wood that has been chopped and all that stuff already and stacked up through the years. So we were gathering up as much as that as we can in the back of the gator, Devin and the kids and I, and uh, riding that gator through the woods is my first time I've been allowed to drive it like that. And so Will it be the last time? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. That sounds like lots of fun. It's a legit thanks though for the confidence. Yeah. Uh, but I'm uh, just we, you had too much we fun got a big it, we all. filled up a whole big old truck bed full of wood and it's piled up now by our splitter. Now I just gotta get out there and do it, which I hope to do by the end of the week, maybe, but I've got a crazy week ahead. So but uh anyways, uh, so you were in Rochester, we were gathering wood. Um, you guys also had a great gathering at another church in Stowe, a young yeah. adult gathering where you got to make some soup. Yeah, they have a fantastic ministry called Stone Soup where they um, once a month make these giant vats of soup um, and they give them and sell them away to the congregation and other people. And then they donate the profits um, to all kinds of stuff in the area like uh uh, I think Haven of Rest and some of the other area. Oh, places. awesome. So, so it was great. We were all there making cookies and chopping onions and carrots. And uh, we just had a good old time. It was, it was really fun to join some other people and um, just kind of help them accomplish their goal and be a part of their work. So it was, it was a good evening. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we had a great time Sunday. We didn't go to any, we didn't make soup. Uh, we made <laughs> subs though. For our oh, own okay. band, that was fun. Uh, Kinley Green suggested we have subs, and so everybody pitched in, and uh, we had a wonderful lunch and good time of fellowship after church. Uh, I tell you, God is moving, Kristen, and uh, He's moving all over the world through the friends. And oh. if 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 you would like to uh, learn what God is doing here at Pursuit Friends, I want to invite you to our night of worship. Uh, yeah. This Sunday night is going to be at the All's House. It is. And look at our Facebook page uh, for the address for that. And uh, the time starts at 4.30. And we're going to share. We're, we have, we're working on developing a video that we're going to show uh, that will share what God has done, where we're at, uh, uh, particularly financially and organizationally, and then also where we feel God is leading us this next year. And uh, uh, that will be available online as well. Once that is finished, we'll post it on our Facebook page uh, and we'll make that available to anybody that wants that would like to see it. Um, but I've just been reminded, Kristen, of the goodness of God over the yeah. past three and a half years, how he sustained us through yeah. the pandemic, um, how he kept us unified. Um, it's not that we didn't have our moments, sister, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we, yeah. God, God has just been so faithful to us and yeah. worked through all of our ideas, all of our different ways of looking at, at what, yeah. what we're all, what we all have a part of. And, um, it's been really neat to get the privilege of being a part of this yeah. 
part of God's uh, body. And uh, also we get to see Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the International Friends Multiplication Conference, uh, what God is doing all over the earth through the Friends movement. And Kristen and I are both a part of this conference. It's not too late to register. Just go to um, friendsmultiply.org. Right now, I believe the cost is $75, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if you're part of Eastern, Re- Eastern Region, you can type in EFCER 2022 and get $25 off of the registration fee. Day of the conference, it's $95, uh, but well worth it. Ed Stetzer's opening up our conference for us. Larry Wachemeyer, who is a part of uh, Exponential and has written multiple books and is a church planning um, I guess you'd say expert, for lack of a better word, right off here, improving this. Um, and we've got leaders from all over Eastern region, dynamic leaders from all over the world that are going to be our main speakers. And then Kristen and I have the privilege of both of us leading uh, different workshops. Mm-hmm. Kristen has teamed up with Carrie Corliss, who is um, a woman in, is it Kansas? Yes, uh, in, I in, believe, yes. I think that's right. And uh, Carrie is a dynamic leader there and works mm-hmm. with church planners uh, along with her father, Randy Littlefield. And uh, they're doing a workshop together. What's it called, Kristen? Put you on the um, spot. Missional planting. That's not the official title. Uh, no, you know, it's, my workshop? It's your workshop. Work- You're in oh, Carrie's ours. workshop. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, that's Carrie's, Carrie's doing an additional workshop, right? I thought you were quizzing me about Carrie's (laughs) workshop. I'm like, um, I know. No, our workshop is, um, identifying leaders, um, in unusual places, untapped leaders. Thank you, Brian. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, two women church planners. So yeah, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences and, um, more specifically, I think about, um, how there's often leadership gifts in the body um, that don't um, come to the surface. And so how to, how to kind of get an idea of who might have those gifts, what barriers might they be seeing and, and how to get around that and how to mobilize more people um, to use their skills. So yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. I'm so excited to see that my workshop unfortunately is running at the exact same time as that. I workshop. know, right? Uh, and, uh, but I'm, I'm doing house church 101 basically. Um, and just talking about how, um, frankly easy it can be mm. to start a house church and even a network. Um, if you want it to be easy, that's a great option and there's a lot of benefit from it and it's a new old thing and all that stuff. And, sharing some of our experiences as well, Kristen. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to jump back on at some other point and access your workshop. Yeah. That's the, that's the cool thing. If you register for this work for this conference, even if you can't watch it live, because because Eastern time, it's Wednesday night, all day, Thursday, literally, if you want to jump on it all day with breaks at lunch and dinner uh, and then Friday afternoon too. So I think it's Friday morning through the afternoon. Um, so if you can't watch it live, cause you know, you got a regular nine to five, uh, <laughs> if you register for it, you can, you, you'll have access to absolutely every main session video and every workshop after the fact. So I'm so glad we get to do that. So I can watch you and Carrie, I've been looking forward to seeing your workshop. 
Uh, and there's a lot of great workshops from a lot of really interesting anointed people. Uh, yeah. This will be worth your time and your money um, if you register for it. So it's really cool. Highly encourage you to do that. And you get to see me and Kristen a little bit if you want to. Yeah, so. I I really enjoyed this last year, Brian. I love the international flavor of this. There are people from all over the world who are presenting and who are attending. Yeah. And uh, that was definitely visible in last year's. And I also, the other thing I'd love to plug are um, the live affinity groups, which are basically live yes. group yeah. Zoom calls. And I went to a, uh, one or two of those last year and just really... Um, really beneficial to have some conversation around what you're learning, what you're taking away and to talk with some believers and see what, how God's moving in their lives yeah. as a result of what they're hearing. So it really was um, well worth my time last year. I'm excited to get mm. to be a part of it this year. Yeah. There's some great, I get to lead three of those affinity groups. Um, and I don't know what I was thinking. He kind of called me and said, do you want to do this? But um, we're having one on Thursday at two for EFCER folks. So if you're in Eastern region, you happen to listen to this podcast Thursday <laughs> at two, if you register for the conference, we're going to talk about what God is doing uh, in Eastern region, what dreams are happening and how God's moving. So, hey, Kristen, let's dive in because we really only have a yeah. few minutes left because we talked too much before we hit record. And uh, I just kept going on and on today. But uh, I'm we, sure I'm sure I didn't have anything to do with it, Brian. No, it was all me. I just it sat was here not completely silently, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> so, John 15. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we are in the 18th verse. I'll go ahead and read this, Kristen. And I'll let you have the first word um, after I'm done reading. Okay, and then we'll just, great. we'll just riff off this and see what the Lord says. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the wor word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken of them, they would have no sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin, but now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a, a somber moment in the continuing discussion Jesus is having with his disciples uh, on the last week of his life. And he has explained to them that he's leaving, um, that he's going to send another, the Holy Spirit, to be with them, to encourage them. And he's going to keep developing that thought as we go further, uh, not this time, but in other times. And then he's reminded them that if they stay with him, if they dwell with him, um, that they'll bear fruit. Um, and after that, he wants them to know, though, that this, this does not mean that everything's going to go smoothly and that that things there is they are by choosing to go away that is not the world. And in this case, you know, John is not talking about the world like the earth or like non-believers specifically. What John is really getting at is the ungodly world, um, the, the forces of dark and and 
um, evil in the world. Those that that those patterns. That's what he's getting at. So this is not aimed at unbelievers or aimed at any person, but it does mean as Christians that we live in a way that introduces tension. Um, that's something that Tim Mackey from the Bible Project said, and I love that. I've thought about it a lot because we do not follow the same patterns it introduces tension into all kinds of areas in our life and we're choosing that we're mm -hmm. choosing to say uh, you know uh, even though it's going to make it harder on all on the interpersonal relationships on my my interactions in the world it may mean that i have to do something the hard or the long way or even the unjust to me way because i'm going to follow my principles in this um it makes tension and that also then makes other people frustrated and can make and create a really um, can be a really hard situation. So um, that's uh, thinking about that tension has really helped me as I've thought through this. Cause I think for me um, sometimes when I read these kinds of passages, I think of people who are in countries where they're um, arrested for being Christians right, or, right. you know, like that's the kind of persecution and you think, well, I don't really um, experience that, or we start kind of looking for persecution, but I, I feel like that's not really what he's getting at here. What he's getting at is that tension that it introduces into relationships and into our, the way we move through the world as we try to advocate for, a, for God's way, um, for how things, how we should interact with each other. Yeah, we have to, we have to keep in mind that, um, also, <laughs> especially in a Western context, what we sometimes, view as persecution, the actual persecuted church Ooh. would love to live with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so I think, I think that we need to be real careful that we don't belittle what this persecution is. Now, obviously Jesus um, taught love. Um, he taught um, turning the other cheek. Uh, he taught um, serving other people. Right. making other people's needs or, you know, taking yeah. care of other people's right. needs ahead of your own. Right. Um, and just lifting living this, out of yeah, shame. Yep. lifting mm -hmm. this, this life of sacrifice for the sake of others. And um, I think that, that even when Jesus is arrested, which we're going to see in the next chapters, you know, he, he walked upright. Yeah. He's, he talked about love. Um, but it's much more than just men hating him. There's yeah. the devil also orchestrating things behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And this, this clash between good and evil spiritually that is happening. And that's what we need to, uh, sometimes we uh, almost live as Christians outside. We don't understand the spiritual realm at all. It's a little freaky, scary to think about. You know, that this, there's things going on spiritually. Mm. Um, and so sometimes we just ignore it and we don't really think about it or dwell upon it. And so when we see evil, we say, oh, that person's evil. But what we need to understand is that there is evil behind that person. There's sin that started somewhere that mm. was allowed to grow, that was allowed to be hidden, that was allowed to fester and burn and mm. all that things. And so when we pray, we need to be praying not just for individuals, but also for that, that God, your light would shine in dark places, that you would mm. change the hearts of sinful men 
uh, that they would see your light, your love, or accept all, accept your light and your love and your grace and your mercy, and see transformation um, in their lives. So persecution is real. People are going to hate you, but we don't need to be walking around as Christians militantly with this kind of egotistical, aristocratic type mindset that, hey, yeah. everybody hates me. And that must mean that I'm righteous and that I'm holy <laughs> and that I'm doing everything right. Like, like probably if, if, if you have no adversity in your life at all, maybe you could say that to a degree, but um, we don't, you know, we need to love people. We need to serve people. We need to interact with people, um, especially the unsaved. Um, and we need to let Christ's light be seen and then it's up to God uh, what persecution we face. It, it, it's it's yeah. it, the results are not up to us, folks. Um, but also, my my mom pointed this out, Kristen, and I thought it was a fantastic point that just the knowledge of what Jesus says here to his disciples is helpful to us and can bring us a level of peace. Right. Knowing that even if we walk in love and in service and sacrifice even if we you know do our best to walk uprightly there's just going to be some people and some things that are just going to resist that yeah and we don't need to take that personally that's where yeah. the peace comes in that jesus said this would happen and so we it just it should draw us into a greater prayer and love for others and we need mm -hmm. to see through the individual um, kind of covering or, or um, book, you know, you shouldn't read, yeah. a, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover is what I'm trying right. to say. We need to see that there's something greater at work yeah. when someone comes against us, at, you know, and we're Christians and we're trying to live a certain way. There's a spiritual battle happening. And I think Christ is kind of, we're seeing some of that in some of these statements here. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think, when we come at it from that perspective too, it allows us to be, um, have the humility to know that we don't do it all right either. And that, you know, maybe part of why I'm feeling some tension here is I did come in a little hot or I haven't been as gracious as I need to be, um, that I can, I can own my part of, um, the tension, but also recognize that, that, um, that there is going to be tension because we do move differently through the world. Yeah. And um, I, I was thinking a lot about what encouragement to the early church this would have been. You know, when John was writing this to the early believers, um, you know, the world in this case he's really talking about is the, is the Jewish officials. And, you know, that in 25 talks about um, they hated him because he has fulfilled their law, their law, mm -hmm. meaning the Jewish leaders. So he's not talking about the Romans or right. the people outside. He's yeah. talking about their own people, their own families and their own cultural people and their own religious leaders who are going to hate them. And, you know, that is huge in this time frame because they're already a minority oppressed people group mm -hmm. in the Roman Empire. The only safety they have is if they stick together because Rome would like to control them. So as long as so when it starts to talk about how the leaders were going to put them out of the community, they are now completely without any um, any covering at all from the oppressive Roman government. And that puts them in a really tough place. Um, and Jesus yeah. just wanted to encourage them and say, look, 
you know, you, this is when you see me die, you're, you're going to, you're going to remember this moment and remember that, that, um, things don't just because things don't all go well, that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. This is this, you know, this way of bringing my kingdom is going to cause tension in the world and there will be pushback. And, um, it must've been, really powerful for them, for them to read back these words that he shares with his disciples before he dies um, when you're part of that early church. Yeah. And, and I love, we, we talked a little bit about this. Um, is that in Acts, it says they had favor with the people around the early church had favor because yeah. of how they were li- living. Right Now persecution, the hardcore persecution started coming soon after that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with, within a matter, and I don't know exact, the exact number of months or whatever, but, um, you know, they had a time this season where there was this, oh, these people are, re- I mean, they're helping everybody yeah, around right, them. Right. Um, but then the persecution came, we see the forces of evil that are in, enthroned in dark places in, in the Bible says are, coming against this this new thing happening upon the earth where the yeah. revelation of Jesus stepped into time and space and changed everything. Yeah. And uh, so we need to keep that in mind. This is a spiritual battle. We need to make sure that we don't hate people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that we need to be, this should drive us all the more to love, to talk about the gospel, all of those things. Yeah. Um, and, and yet we can have a level of peace knowing that, Hey, we'll do our best. We'll follow the leading of the Holy spirit. We'll try to live according to the Bible and, um, you know, um, follow the word, which is Jesus Christ. And everybody is not going to accept it. And we can have, we can be okay with that. It might hurt. It might right. sting a little, mostly our, yeah. my ego probably from time yeah, to time, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and I, re- Chris and I actually remember one time, this is, I can't believe it. I haven't thought about this for years. Um, I was working at a company in Utah when we first moved there. It was, it was kind of like an overstock company. I think that was a little tiny cough I heard before you muted yourself and uh, for those keeping score and we were basically data entry specialists. We were, we were getting, we were getting um, items and then we had to try to list them on this overstock company's website yeah. to sell. Right. Excuse me. And uh, there was this one, I was promoted to some sort of assistant manager or whatever I was, or lead, lead data X uh, lead. I was the lead <laughs> of the data entry team. Okay. okay. I was going to say expert, I but I was no expert. Yeah. Um, and so I had one other guy, a little bit younger than me, um, who was always on the edge of all the rules for yeah. work, always late. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, he could turn on the charm when he wanted to. But there was one day he came up to me and said, Buster. He always called me Buster. <laughs> he goes, I don't like you very much. I was like, you know, what I wanted to say was, well, right back at you, Buster. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, I was like, well, why? He goes, because you follow the rules. And he goes, I hate guys like you always showing up on time and always making guys like me look bad. <laughs> That's a great goes, example. You know, I'm not like, yeah. I'm like, uh, that was one of the first times in my life where I was confronted with someone that just didn't like me. I mean, I think yeah. he hated my guts. And here I am. I'm just trying to do good at my job. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to inspire others to do well. Um, so we meet our quota each day and all that stuff. And here's here you're coming at me. I'm trying to do everything right. And here's someone coming at me saying, I yeah. just don't like you. It can, it can be that simple. This can happen at work where you're, you know, you're, you go above and beyond and other people who don't are going to hate that because it makes yeah. them look even worse. Right. Um, and it's, and it makes them stick out even more, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about even in interpersonal <clears throat> relationships, Brian, uh, where, you know, you, everyone wants to, uh, there's one for Brian, by the way, everyone that a wants a cough or a throat clearing. I don't know. Oh, we'll I let, think I'm, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you want to have that camaraderie and you want to get along with people and, and a topic comes up that, you know, is none of your business, uh, you know, somebody else's life or um, casting shade on somebody. And uh, you might even have had the same thoughts, but you have that moment of, I need to not feed this. This is not a healthy conversation. This is not about us. This is not. And it's an awkward moment because you want to connect with the people that are around you you may and and um they don't when you know you recognize when i've been on the other side of that and somebody has said let's let's move on or that's not my and and i've had that moment of oh ouch like i should have known that too like i you know like you had to sometimes someone else will point it out to you that you've kind of head down a bad path and and it is hurtful it's not in the sense that they are picking on you but it's embarrassing and you think so i think we need to be gracious and recognize that while we do need to fight um and fight is not even a good word but persist right in yeah. in in following following what is god's way in the world um also recognize that it is hard for us on all sides when that tension gets introduced, but that is not a good reason to give up and walk away. Right. And, and uh, know that the Holy spirit is with us walking with us and trying to help us get through that situation yeah. graciously as possible. And um, in a loving way and not as personal, like you said, not taking it personal, which is can yeah. be very difficult. I think, I think in, in this, when we read a passage like this, we really need to press into our beloved identity Mm, yeah. That if yeah. if we're facing adversity, if we're facing people coming at us with some form of persecution, whether it's whether it's because we're a Christ follower, or we're just living uprightly. Yeah. Um, we need to press into this beloved identity that we are a child of God's that mm. that He loves us no matter what, and we can't do anything good enough to earn His love. It's mm. all by the work of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. It's all by. Yeah the grace Absolutely. of God in um, walking in that should really help us uh, when we feel like, you know, someone is coming against us or we're feeling sometimes lonely. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. we need to press into that relationship all the more. And we need to understand that, you know, when we do stuff for the namesake of Jesus, which he says here, you know, yeah. um, that there's power in that there's authority in that but there's going to be people that just rage against it because it's jesus mm -hmm. and because some people do not like being put up against a mirror of what what their lives are really like um yeah. when they see righteousness now of course we cannot ever be righteous enough but because, I mean, the Bible says we were crucified with Christ. Mm. 
We were crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. That that means something very that means something we probably can't even really fathom that we have the ability through the whole power of the Holy Spirit to live and walk in such a way that because of what Jesus did, we were made righteous. Yeah. And that we can approach God and we can have victory over sin. We can make decisions that are upright and, and that are selfless even in some instances. And that that's, that's the power we have. That's, that's, it's not a power to abuse. It's not, right. you know, it's not for us to boast about. It's not for us to take for granted. It's a humble thing. It's a, it's a, we honor God with that. And we, you know, we do our, I guess what I'm trying to say, Kristen, in a very roundabout way (laughs) is that as we live lives of love to those around us, um, we're going to see fruit of that, but we're also, we are going to see eventually someone absolutely resist it. And we just have to allow the peace of God to fill us in that moment and not not let that hinder us from reaching out again yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah, no i think it makes a lot of sense i feel like i'm going round and round also brian but i did i I do i'll I'll throw a couple of things in the whirlpool there uh as you went around that uh really struck me so one is uh, i'm thinking of colossians uh chapter three because i happen Mm. to be writing a paper on it that talks exactly about those things which is that um because the world is broken and we are living as broken human beings. Um, we need help to get out of that cycle of following our, our worst inclinations, right. Of, of protecting ourselves instead of taking care of other people of, you know, mm-hmm. ingratiating ourselves rather than speaking truth, all of those things, right. Our, the greed, the, the bigger things too. We, that is the role of Christ in our lives. Like you said, we are, we, we die to him and we live, to a new life and the power of Jesus um, is what enables us to break out of that, um, that cycle. But even as a new creation, there are still those moments when you look um, face to face with yourself in the mirror and I see something that I am embarrassed by. And um, it, it is in that moment that I call upon that new life in Christ to take off the old and to put on um, a new way forward in Christ. And I think recognizing that also helps us then have empathy towards others um, because nobody likes to be called out, and, but, but we have the power to go a different way. Um, and the other thing that I was thinking about in that is it, kind of like you are with kids, you recognize that there are certain things we'd all like to do that are not going to bless us. <laughs> And so when we stand up in the middle of something and say, this is not right, we can't go this way, we can't have this conversation, we can't behave this way, we really are trying to um, do what's best for everything around us in that moment. Um, But the key is remembering that even though we may be hoping to bring life, there's going to be resistance to that and, and we shouldn't be surprised yeah. Um, which I love how you talked about the beloved identity, because I think that's one of the keys that gets back to we're not alone in that. Um, and, and that can be one of the hardest parts is feeling like you're, you're going to be all alone if you stand up for yeah. something. So, yeah. Yeah. At the, it could be one of the greatest hindrances in our hearts. 
I think for me, it is to doing yeah. the right thing. And because uh, sometimes it does make us stand out. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, we do have a general fear or concern, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, about um, being alone. And yeah. is anybody going to rise up with me? You know, is anybody going to play in a church with me? You know, yeah. um, and so I, I think that's really important. And, and also we have to recognize, like, we need a kingdom mindset. Yes. Yeah. Our lives are not just about us getting to heaven. Yeah. That's not why Jesus came. Yeah. It's not the only reason he came. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even sure it was at the top of his list. <laughs> Yeah. He wants a relationship with us. Yeah. And he wa- and he commissioned us to go into all the world preaching the gospel, making disciples, baptizing people, and teaching people how to obey the word. And who's the word? Guess what? The word is not the Bible. I'm starting to change my language a little bit, Kristen. Yeah. Just yeah. the past couple of weeks. Like the word is Jesus Christ. Amen. And like we have, we're living under a new covenant, really, too. Yeah. We are not bound by all of the laws of the Old Testament. Now, we, you know, we shouldn't kill, right? We shouldn't lie. You know, all those, th- all those things. But the Old Testament is there to show us the righteousness of God and that we're never good. We can't ever measure up to that. Jesus came in and said, guess what? I'm the answer. I'm here to make you righteous. You can't be righteous without me. You can't be holy without me. You can't have a relationship to God the Father without me. Yeah. You know? And so we need we need to just live in this kingdom mindset and attitude that as as we're living our daily lives as we're at work, all these things. This is not everybody's called to be a pastor or you know, we're all yeah. ministers of the gospel, though. I believe that's very clear in the scriptures that we are all called to give an account of of why we believe what we believe and that there ought to be fruit. We read this in the first other part of 15 here. We have to bear fruit. God changes things when he touches them. Mm. He changes things that he touches. Mm. And that's what Jesus did throughout his whole ministry. If he touched something, it was changed Mm. irrevocably, you know? Mm. Um, And so I I think, honestly, I think that 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 is passed to us to to at least some degree, that things that we touch, things that we have influence in, there ought to be some change happening, folks. If, if, If we are part of the light, if we are part of... Um, who Jesus is, and we are his hands and feet, then there ought to be change around us. And even if it's raged against, even if it's resisted, there ought to be change. I'm telling you, I I even believe this, Kristen, I've been around people who stop cussing around me. There are people that stop cussing when they're around me. And this was before I had the title of pastor, by the way. This was when I was a much younger man. You know, because I just didn't engage. I didn't do it for one thing. Yeah. I didn't laugh at the jokes that had the foul language in it. And I was asked, why don't I said, well, I just I think I think there are far better words we can use. And 
I follow Jesus and I don't think it honors God. You know, it was just, it was a Christian thing. It was, I'm a follower of Jesus. And I've had people in different work, especially in the work environment that just would not cuss around me. And they would tell others not to cuss around me either. That's, that's light. That's affecting change. That's making people or not making, but it's influencing people to think differently. And I think that is, that is part, part of the call of God in our lives as believers is certainly what we hold to as a church, that we don't just see darkness and click our tongues and shake our heads and yeah. go, oh, tisk tisk. We believe that God can use us to be a part of reaching into that darkness and eliminating it with the light of Jesus Christ yeah. and pulling people out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And or what's the what's the saying that we love, Kristen, that we see darkness and we seek to transform it, something to that right. effect. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it makes me think about uh, the way Dallas Willard talks about heaven is heaven is the realm where God is, where everything is as it should be with him. And that is he's accessible. And so as we become new in Jesus, we have access to heaven now. Right. We are we are part of bringing the way things ought to be bringing God into all of those places. And like you said, and so instead of seeing darkness and judging it or running from it, um, we seek because of the power of Jesus to see if there isn't some hope we can bring to the situation. Isn't there some some restoration, some way that we can bring a little bit of the kingdom to this moment and and point people to the source of that? And um, that's amazing. And I think, again, it gets us back to our passage again, though, that doesn't always turn out the way we expect. I mean, for Jesus, this ends on the cross, right? For the disciples, it doesn't mm -hmm. end in an earthly perspective. And so it's that tension of having the phenomenal hope that God is at work and he is restoring things and also knowing that that's work is far from over and my piece of it, um, I have to trust that he's going to take my, my, my obedience as feeble as it is at times. And that, you know, he's going to do what he's can do with it. And that's not, that part's not on me. That part is not my responsibility, you know, and I have to trust him with that. Yeah. So the point folks to all of our listeners is, Hey, the world's gonna hate you, but don't be surprised. Don't lose heart. Don't lose don't faith. Don't lose heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen. Um, maybe you're going through something now where it's happening. Yeah. And you feel this. Don't lose heart. Have peace. Jesus said this would happen. You know, if your persecution or your hardship is because of your faith, or you can, maybe you're walking in a greater season of faith and man, the car broke down, the kids are misbehaving, you know, the job is tough, whatever, you know, you can see how there's a link. There's a connection there. Something's trying to steal your joy and get you distracted and get your eyes off Jesus. Don't lose heart. Don't let the devil. It's an old, it's an old trick. It's an old trick, but guess who wins in the end? Mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. And you're a part of that. Mm. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are a part of that. And that's going to be a magnificent day. But it can also be a magnificent day today 
as you follow Jesus, as you worship him, as you study his word, as you serve others. Here's a challenge for you this week. What is God asking you to do today or this week or in the coming days? Is there something God has laid on your heart that you know he's called you to or he's wanting to stir or he's stirring something in you and you have yet to say yes? I want to challenge you. Uh, This is the day to trust in the Lord. This is the day to say yes to him. This is the day to ask the Lord to help you be courageous and do the brave thing, as our brother Aaron likes to say. And for you to answer the call of Christ, it could it could be talking to someone new at work. It could be a neighbor. Uh, maybe there's something you need to stand up for. Uh, there's an injustice of some kind that you're um, aware of. And God is saying, I need you to be a part of this solution, but it may cost you something that's going to be hard. Take heart. Don't lose heart. Because And don't let fear stop you from obeying the Lord. It's going to be tough. Jesus promised us that the world hates him. It's going to hate you. And as you step out in greater faith, guess who's going to respond to that? Uh, The devil. The devil's going to try to slow you down. He's going to try to discourage you. But the more you walk in faith, the more you obey and trust God. And next week, as we get into the next chapter, we're going to talk about this amazing, amazing thing called the Holy Spirit. And we're going to learn a lot about, it's a very, it's a very, the, the, Jesus is setting the foundation for the theology of the Holy Spirit, for what the Holy Spirit's purpose is. And uh, it's going to be really exciting to see as my kids got home, you probably just heard them yelling. Um, so Kristen, we better wrap this up. Uh, uh, I tell you what, sister, it's always good to talk to you. And uh, <laughs> I want to yell in the microphone. Hey, pipe down up there. Yeah, um, it's real life. We're living it. We're living the right. dream, right? That's real right. life. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, don't forget night of worship this Sunday, the 13th, November the 13th at the All's House. We'll have the address and a reminder of the time and everything posted on our Facebook page. Uh, so check that out. We'd love for you to come and join us and worship with us and take communion with us. Aaron's going to lead us in communion. I'm excited about that. Stephen Ziddle's leading worship with the Deborah House Church Band yeah. um, or whatever you guys call yourselves these days. I have some suggestions for names if the band Ooh, like We, we name. may have to have that discussion, yes. <laughs> Come have table fellowship with us, worship with us, and don't forget to check out the International Friends Multiplication Conference if you'd like to uh, this week. Register for that at friendsmultiply.org. And join us next Sunday, or no, you know what? Never mind. That's too far ahead, Kristen. I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) God bless you guys. Thanks, Kristen. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks, you too, Brian.